There's some days, and I'm, I'm thinking about this now, that I'm getting a little older. I didn't appreciate working for my dad enough when I was there. That taught me some life lessons, like that not everybody's going to like you all the time. Like there, there was one guy that I worked with in the warehouse. He was the guy who helped train me. I'm not going to say the guy's name, not that he'll be anywhere even close to the vicinity of this podcast. Again, to him, I was just another entitled millennial that thought everybody needed to hear all the word vomit that would protrude from my, my people or pie hole, whatever. But there was a guy that, it was almost cartoonish. It was almost like a sitcom how much this guy disliked me. From like the first week, he just got a read on me. I was the boss's kid. I was 23. I came in with sunglasses and my hair slicked back. I had the whole thing. I just thought I was king shit. And I wasn't one of those spoiled boss's sons who just thought every like the world revolved around him necessarily. But I, I was just a guy. I wasn't used to doing that kind of work where I had to take, uh, you know, like a, a contraption, like one of those things with those metal straps and wrap it around a container before it went out on an 18-wheeler. And the guy driving the 18-wheeler, he hates his wife and kids, but he misses them at the same time, and he just doesn't want to be there. He's been on the road for a long time. He just wants to hit that roadside strip club and say hi to destiny and chastity and maybe get a freebie in the VIP. He doesn't want to be anywhere near this 23-year-old drunk degenerate. Because that's what it was. Like I was that, that was the height of my early 20s boozing. Because I would go... Straight from work at that time, straight from the warehouse, I would sit in traffic for an hour, head home, take a 45-minute nap, then head to the bar. Those were the days when I could do that. Then I hit 25, 26, and it just went, every drunk drunk just went, just down. But I could easily just very well get up 5 in the morning, hit the road, hungover, open the gates, open the warehouse, check everything. Check the forklift, check the reach truck, open the bay doors, that whole thing. I was the first one in there. I was a well-oiled machine if if that oil was piss-warm Budweiser. That's not to say that I was drinking on the job. I was never drinking on the job. I was responsible enough not to do that. I, I, was, I was good. I, my head was in the right place on the job. But it was that night before. I, I came in I came in in the morning with a few runny noses. Let's just say that. Uh, but no, this guy, this guy, back to him, he hated me. He just didn't like me. I remember he was a bald dude, glasses, really muscular, almost like he was just out of like special forces. He wasn't, but he was that guy. and he, he just he was the kind of guy where this was just an example of how annoyed he was, not just with me, maybe, but with the world. There's usually an underlying reason why people act that way. But I would walk in in the morning, "Hey, man, how are you?" Mm-hmm. That was his greeting. That was it. And I had to deal with that. And you get used to it after a while. He quit after maybe seven months, like around the new year. I like to think that 
there were other reasons besides myself that he left. But I'm sure that I served as a primary contributor to his leaving. We have a very cartoonish image as a society of what the boss's son is. It's very one-dimensional. Every TV show, every movie you see, it's like Colin Farrell and horrible bosses, right? He just one day ups and says, hey, I, I, let's fire all the fat people. That's, that's really not what the boss's son is. The boss's son is usually just a normal guy who just happens to benefit from some type of nepotism, right? He might be the son, he may be the nephew, he may be the whatever, and they usually just find a cushy position and they just stay there their entire lives. They're usually just kind of a, an extra limb on the body of the, this, this particular business that you just kind of have to deal with. And that's, that's what I was. I was just kind of, the, I was a goiter on the shoulder of, of that business. Construction. Construction equipment, actually. I, I was nowhere near a construction site. But we have just such a cartoonish image. It's just, it's very one note, right? All of our, all of our, like, images of the boss's kid is just of a, you know, that, that guy who's like 24, walks into work at 1 p.m., sunglasses on, coffee in the hand. Hey, guys, yeah, sorry I'm late. I'm here. We can start now. Yeah, oh, last night was wild, man. Bachelor party. Oh, fishnet stockings. Can't get enough of them. Hey, if... uh. I'm just going to be in the back room with the blinds drawn. I just got to get a little shut-eye before I uh, hit the forklift. And, uh, hey, if a guy comes in uh, with a Hells Angels crest on the back of his jacket carrying a duffel bag, just tell him where I am. We got a little uh, late afternoon business to conduct, if you know what I mean. He wipes the white off of uh, the bottom of his nose. Yeah, it's usually a whole thing. No, but the, 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 there's times where the older I get, in the moment, it was bittersweet. Because, again, it was kind of this comfortable job where, despite maybe a lot of the flack that I got, I was, again, part of something. And it was just this comfy little position that I had in the back of the warehouse, shipping, receiving, I would eat uh, donuts and drink coffee, and it was, it, 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 I was in the prime of my life without realizing that I was in the prime of my life. But I, I was also very bitter at the time because I was getting a lot of shit from people. I didn't really know who to trust. I had, a very, I had very unique waters to navigate. I wasn't like the other employees. I didn't know who was talking shit about me, who was just being nice to me because my dad was across the hall. Whatever. There were some people like that guy who were just, hey, I don't like you and I'm open with it. But at that time, I didn't appreciate it. Now, going back, I do. I, I wouldn't go back necessarily, but I just appreciate it because it... it Gave me a chance to grow some hair on my ass. 
I'm glad I did it. It's really weird jobs like that. I mean, my first job ever was working at Harvey's Hamburgers on the corner of Dundas and Winston Churchill Boulevard. And that was an experience. I was 15 years old. I was in the 10th grade. And I remember none of those guys liked me either. I was, again, all my buddies were just skaters, stoners. They would come in and try to get free shit. They would annoy the hell out of my boss because I would just be talking to them the whole time. And the amount of times that guy threatened to fire me and never did, I ended up quitting. But that was kind of the beginning of the jobs. And then then there was McDonald's and then uh, Walker's Fish Market where I was only really there for a summer. I was a dishwasher and I was just, again... You just you you find your footing a little bit in the world when you have jobs like that, where I, I think every kid instead of like bring I don't know if I mentioned this but I've had this idea and I've tried it on stage a couple of times I never stuck with it but in, instead of I, I think that instead of bringing back the draft they should like the, the draft into the army they should draft kids into a warehouse, right? Or a wall, like just somewhere where a guy can just scream at you to wear your steel toe boots. You're not a man until you've had a 38-year-old grandfather call you a pussy in a cafeteria. That, that's what I think. Never mind never mind the beaches of Normandy and getting guys to jump out of airplanes over hostile territory. Just dude, go get a 20-year-old and just push them, throw them into a warehouse during the 12 o'clock rush with the beeping and I still hear that beeping. I still hear the sirens. I still hear everything. You would, there, would, there would be a bell that would ring when a truck would pull in. That's enough to just be etched into your brain. You never forget that shit. And you just have the supervisor just going, if you don't move your fucking ass, it's over. And in, in terms of what he was talking about when he said it's over, I don't know if he means you're going to be fired. I don't know if he... If it's something more ominous, maybe he'll execute you in the backyard after the shift is done. But it's things like that, those lingering thoughts that are left in your head, that's what young guys need. The Battle of Okinawa is dated. The Battle of, of Best Buy Stockroom, that, that's what our young guys need. Just to be just stacking flat screen TV boxes until 10 p.m. All their friends are outside just partying in the middle of a street 
dancing in the middle of a highway high off Molly. They're just in the back dealing with fucking Blu-rays. It disciplines you. 